Welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Robin and I'm Babe. And I'm Jason and I'm Babe. Hey, Babe. Hey, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we went, went with a, like, a little different order there. I don't know if you guys noticed. I know. But it wasn't me who spoke first. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you like it? No, let's go back to the old way. <laughs> what do you think? I like your hair. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So are we going back to the old way now? or? Oh, no. It, oh, Next time. A, the ship has sailed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> no, we can do I it. I thought you were like going, no, we'll start over. We'll try it again. Like, we'll we'll take this again. We'll roll it back. No? Yeah. You want to do it? Where is the fucking director? Oh. <laughs> Where is the producer, the director, the production assistant? Hey, man, this is like a fine line between being like a total dictator, okay, and having a collaborative project. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. like, t- I'm towing the line, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we don't want it to be like the Saddam Hussein podcast or anything like that. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, that would be really strange. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I keep looking over at you, and uh, uh, if if this was a video podcast... Someday, okay. <laughs> you made the saddest face when I said when I said that. Uh, you would all get to see the the glory that is uh, Robin's hair right now. She has like this. <laughs> she has like this. Um, I don't know this. Uh, what, what would that be called? Like it's not a bouffant for for, <laughs> for a woman, right? It's like a. Uh, you have a bouffant. Uh, Beehive. Not, not a beehive. That makes me think of like Marge Simpson. But yeah, so I keep looking over and we, we've been watching this show, The Righteous Gemstones <laughs> on HBO. Oh, I see. <laughs> and it keeps uh, reminding me of the wife of uh, like the main gemstone guy. Or so whatever. you mean it's southern hair? Sort of. It's like big Texas hair. It's like big Texas uh, 80s hair. Yeah, yeah. Almost. I mean, the sad part of that is that when it was the 80s, I tried my best to have this kind of hair, and my hair was straight. And so I permed my hair, and it didn't stay. And I curled it and, like, did all this hairspray and everything, and it was always straight. And then one day, when I was 15 or so, I woke up, and my hair was frizzy. Whoa. And by then, it wasn't cool to have 80s, (laughs) like, you know, big rock hair you know yeah you're just like born to lose on the hair the hair game as far as like being on trend with like the natural thing oh my hair is not on trend i mean it is um (laughs) even now no i mean look at it what is the trend right now (laughs) (laughs) well maybe not i'm not saying like right now now obviously we're we're in our jammies you know we're all tucked in the the fire is crackling you know (laughs) We have our snifters of uh, brandy or whatever. Wow. Like uh, like uh, Frasier. This is a fantasy. Yeah, man. Um, We're in Seattle. <laughs> like, what's on trend for hair? I yeah. mean, I think these days, like, pretty much any hairstyle goes. It's not like, you know, it's not like 1994 when everybody had a Rachel hairdo or something. Like, okay. And that's over. But I mean, like... Generally speaking, people want their hair to sort of like, you know, lay down and be smooth. If they have, you know, like white people hair and if they're, 
you know, not white, then maybe they have, you know, like frizzy, like a fro. So do you mean just like straight or um, like kind of slicked? Yeah, no, straight. Just straight and beachy waves. Beachy, but waves. If you're a a white girl, I mean, you pretty much want to have beach waves, which includes having straight hair that's long and is smooth. Now, my hair is frizzy and long and looks like some kind of roadkill somebody like scooped up and put on my head unless i put <laughs> you know some yeah. kind of um hour-long you know application of heat <laughs> to it <laughs> and then maybe it can pass for some kind of white girl beach waves but just barely and for about a half hour before it starts frizzing out again this is probably gonna sound like i'm supposed to say this and that that's why i'm saying this but <laughs> it's not but i i don't i don't agree with that no the roadkill thing i oh, think that's a little you. overly self-critical and harsh yeah. but um yeah this is great that we're talking about hair because you know we decided over the last couple of weeks, that we're going to pivot and turn the podcast into sort of more like a fashion <laughs> and hair type of, you know, thing where we're going to like kind of, you know, just chat about and then deconstruct the current styles, the current trends, how they relate to the past, what they mean for the future. Wow. You know? I mean, are you prepared to have that kind of conversation? <laughs> That's what we talk about. All day. So why not just <laughs> put some mics in front of our faces? I mean, this is going to turn into like a BuzzFeed podcast yeah. or something. Well, we should be so lucky. Wow. I'd love to hear what you have to say about, you know, like the new collections. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I already talked about Saddam Hussein. So it's there's a high likelihood that uh, we'll get canceled. I, Wait, don't, I, I, don't, I don't recall Saddam Hussein being like a fashion icon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have that military style and everything, you know. But. Oh yeah, you gotta love that military style. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So we're like thinking about what we could rename the podcast based on this new direction that we're going in and stuff like that. So if you have any suggestions, be sure to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta just keep going, man. Just keep going. Yeah, you know, let's just keep going. just just uh, like roll. Just yeah, roll with the punches. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it. Can you, <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Okay, but yeah. all but all jokes aside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because oh yeah, let's keep it. Well, okay, no more tangents. Yeah, let's be serious here let's now. Let's get on topic. Yeah, the director, I think, is... I, I see the director now. Oh, the director's <laughs> in. Back in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the trailer. And I think, top, top. I think you know, it's about time for places <laughs> and quiet on the set and all Take this your stuff places. that's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we can get back on script here now <laughs> pretty soon. Just read from the cards, babe. Yeah. Read the cards, okay? And smile while you're talking. And smile. If you don't smile... When it's a smiley smile scene, then we're gonna have to cut. Well, even if people can't see you and you don't smile, yeah, they'll know. Yeah, man, you you just you can tell, man. Yeah, that, that vocal smile. 
just I think changes it's like, the way. Is it like smize, you know? Well, that's with your for eyes. For your voice, for your throat. Yeah, so something? what would that be like? Smouth? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense though, because you do smile with your mouth. So it's like smize is like smile with your eyes. Right. Wait. So, voice? I think maybe like. Voile? Yeah, there you go. Voile? Yeah. A vocal smile? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta turn it around. Voile? Gotta turn the beat around. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's cool. I think we got um, got a solid 10 minutes on um, hairstyles and such and the new direction of the podcast. But uh, what else have you been up to? <laughs> um, oh, I mean, all kinds of things are happening, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of work things happening. There's like new changes and things mm-hmm. on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. New horizons. Yep. I I don't want to get a, like get into it. Don't. But yeah, I feel like we're kind of ushering in a um, you know, you and I we're ushering in like a little bit of a new era. Yeah. In a way. It's kind of like when Dre started Aftermath. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I wish I was like the cool. millennium of aftermath, minus uh, twenty years or however long uh. it's been since that millennium started. I guess we could just start one from well, right now. We did have an episode called the aftermath. Oh, that's right. So you know, I don't think Dre would appreciate it if we bit his the name of his. Uh, record company or label or whatever the hell you call it i so, don't want dr Dre to get mad at me. i don't want beef okay. i don't want like norcal socal beef <laughs> NorCal. <laughs> similar to the east coast west coast beef <laughs> i don't want to get gunned down in the street well know? that would so, be so interesting if that actually ever happened so interesting wouldn't that be so interesting <laughs> it, would. it would oh hey yeah you know what's exciting no <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Guess where Team Babe's going in October? Team Babe? Yeah. The podcast? Yeah. The hit number well, one podcast? The two big stars of Team Babe. Guess uh-huh. where they're going to make an appearance? I don't know. Lay it on me. At the Kill Tony Mania in San Francisco. Dude, yeah. I know. I'm looking forward to that. That show has been a fun kind of discovery. So fun. So fun, so interesting. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> I think we're going to get a lot of those. <laughs> um, Just as long as you can keep from calling out a certain member of the of the cast. And, right. And, you know, doing any heckling, because I think you'll probably get destroyed if you do that. <laughs> I kind of want to. I mean, um, I first of all, you forbade me from putting your name in the bucket, so oh, you're yeah. out. Yep. I'm assuming you're not going to put my name in the bucket. Hell no. I would never do that to somebody. <laughs> That's like the shittiest thing. Like if I went there and I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do stand up for the first time. Like that would be psychotic. First of all, I've, I've tried to do it there. Then I've kind of tried to picture it. Like, what would that be like? What, it, you know, it would be me shitting the bed. Well, I mean, to put it very delicately and to paint a delightful picture for the listener. Yeah. But it would be horrible. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I would never do that to you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we, we have this, you know, trust. I hope so. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not, not going <laughs> to do that to you. But yeah, so in a few weeks, we're going to head down there, check out Kill Tony Mania, and just have kind of a nice, like, it's it's an excuse to, like, get away for a, a day and a half or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. Going to hang out in Berkeley. Yep. Join some protests. <laughs> have some kombucha. Yes. What? There's probably, like, uh, cooler, newer stuff than kombucha in Berkeley that we don't even know about. So that's that's probably going to be our mission. Kill Tony and figure out what the new kombucha is. I'm, like, trying to think of it, and I'm too old. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. Um, but that actually segues into what we really talked about talking about and look who's the director now mm. Mm-mm. bringing it back okay real <laughs> just, <laughs> just giving a little slack and then okay. reeling it back in tighten up that drag i like it yeah yeah man i keep this thing on rails <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a well-oiled machine over here in the uh, team babe studios so what do you want to talk about well we talked about talking about i like saying that talked about, talk talk about talk talking about, about. Uh, we talked about talking about what we want to be when we grow up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that process, also kind of like what we thought we wanted to be. Right. And Maybe before that. That also spurred us on to revisit one of the best live like shows. Right? It did? Yeah. Did I forget all about it? You know, Oingo Boingo, Farewell. Oh, that's right. 1995. Yeah, yeah. We got to finish watching that on YouTube. That's what we're going to do as soon as we're done with this. Okay, (laughs) cool. That's a deal. Um, Yeah, so if there are any Oingo Boingo fans out there from all the the millions of people that are listening to this right now, then you probably know this already. So this is for the, the millions... Uh, that aren't listening. <laughs> oh, there are millions that are not listening. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, check out the 95 Oingo Boingo Farewell uh, uh, album yeah, and, like, I, and the video if you can watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, so I used to have that on like a dual VHS, I think. Yeah. Uh, cassette that got... Uh, lost right essentially right and we hadn't seen it for a long time and i also like you know typical when i have discovered something that i really like listened to it to death until i couldn't stand it but recently (laughs) after we started talking about who we want to be today uh because that's one of the songs who do you want to be today right um you know i i was like oh we should listen to that again and watch it Right. And it's been really fun. Yeah. And uh, that is actually one of the albums that kind of captures, for me anyway, my own, um, you know, nostalgia or like sentimentalism about when we first met. Oh, really? Because you were super into that album. We listened to it all the time. We listened to it in my car. And it kind of like um, summed up the getting together period. Oh yeah, Oingo Boingo like yeah. factored heavily into that time, I guess, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and that's so, yeah, it's so crazy because I think about all that stuff. And, like, a particular friend of mine has turned me on to so much music like that. That yeah. being Josh, uh, you know, who we were in the band with yes. or whatever. Yeah. And still continues to turn me on to stuff, um, even though we don't talk a ton. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it's it's so crazy that, you know, that is such a like a big part of my, my life when I think about music, like yeah. that album specifically. Yeah. And listening to that even more so than listening to like, you know, the records that those songs came off of. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't, I didn't even know Oingo Boingo until yeah. I met you. So you get the props on that. Cause I, I, yeah. Oingo Boingo was like not a thing I knew about. Yeah. At all. I had like so. listened to a few songs like Dead Man's Party. I might have heard of that once or twice, you know. Weird Science probably yeah. watched watched Weird Science and the yeah. other day were in Weird Science and then there but was I wasn't the song. like, oh, that's Oingo Boingo. I yeah. mean, like, you I know. love those guys. Yeah. Well, I came from having no knowledge of rock and roll whatsoever. So because at that point too, like the '80s style of music with like all the synths and all the all those. Um, you know, highly processed sounds and everything wasn't like necessarily super cool yet yeah. either. And At I, least not here for us. I kind of got into ska a little bit here and there, mm. like in my like discovery of rock. And I really liked madness. And so oh, yeah. when I heard these guys, I was like, oh, this is like madness, but like times a thousand. It's like a crazy horn section. Yeah. I so love their horn like section. Intricately, you know, yeah. uh, orchestrated and everything. And, um, you know, that, like Oingo Boingo is uh, the main guy is Danny Elfman. Right. Can't remember the Steve Bartok maybe is the guitar guy or whatever. And they're like close working partners. And so Danny Elfman's the guy who did all the music for like all the Tim Burton movies and like Nightmare Before Christmas and like oh, all and, kinds uh, of Dick, stuff. Dick Tracy and oh, really? Batman and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's awesome. Check yeah. that out. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that got us thinking even more about who we want who we want to be today. Yeah, today as in nineteen ninety six, and today as in tomorrow as in two thousand nineteen. Because <laughs> uh, that's like a kind of a loaded question, don't you think? Yeah. Because <laughs> why the hell would you know? Well, so some people think they know. I think I thought I knew many what did, times. What did you think? I mean, when I started out like as a little kid and people always ask you, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, that's a pretty common question that kids get asked, especially if you go to regular school. Um, Even now, that question fills me with anxiety. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I started having an answer for that because you start anticipating it. And it's like I gotta have something ready to go for yeah, this. Yeah. I'm still considering all my options. I haven't <laughs> quite figured anything out yet. At, you yeah. Know, I'm gonna be 41 in like five months or something. <laughs> Six months. So um, when I was about five, I decided I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals. Yep. You know, I had the Barbie veterinarian set. Damn, that's yeah. a good start. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. That was there like a horse or like what, what, a dog in that there set? Was a dog. Was it? Okay. It was a stupid little white dog. Looks like your sister's dog. <laughs> hey, I like that dog. 
<laughs> Bailey is convinced I don't like that dog, and the dog is convinced I don't like that dog, but well, I like the dog. I can kind of take her or leave her personally, but, yeah. you know. Well. <laughs> I mean, the dog, not your sister. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with your family, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Bella's family. Um, oh, well. That's the dog. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really play with Barbies, but that was, like, I think my mom's effort to get me more excited about Barbie. When she got me the veterinarian Barbie. Uh, um, and then from there, I think I let that go. And maybe simul- maybe it was simultaneously I wanted to be a singer. Oh. I watched a lot of Star Search. And I watched a lot of, like, you know, MTV and stuff. So I was like, yeah, that, that looks like fun. I want to do that. It looks awesome. Yeah, you're up there yeah. all by yourself. You're, like, the main focal point yeah. of everything going on. Think just like of killing your it. ego, like, just being, like, totally massaged at all times. Wow. So that was my second career option. That's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah, it is, because... Um, you I, probably would have been a great vet. Uh, yeah, not so much a singer. <laughs> well, you could have been a great singer. I mean, maybe with it's not enough, too late. I think with enough training, I could have been an okay singer, but I certainly don't think it would have been any like you know Mariah Carey or anything. Well, let's say you had an expert vocal coach, like say me, <laughs> <laughs> to try to help you. <laughs> I'm so good at teaching uh, oh, you to do things like drive a stick shift or like uh, you know math, oh. helping with algebra, I know. and also. Um, you know, something as uh, delicate and vulnerable as learning to sing. <laughs> no tears I'm were a shed monster. during any of those experiences. No, just not, not even every single one. <laughs> um, I so say when those. did you give up on the singing dream? Because well, I, I, I've heard tell a story about uh, some sort of um, talent contest. <laughs> did we talk about that? We probably talked about that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I won the talent show in sixth grade. Singing. Madonna's uh, More from Dick Tracy. Yeah. Um, but I More Danny Elfman. Uh, it was actually a Stephen Sondheim song. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I didn't know who Stephen Sondheim was at the time, but I do now. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just, I kind of sang along with the track. It really wasn't anything like super exciting, but I had all the hand motions memorized mm. and I dressed up in my mom's 1970s sparkly floor length gown. Oh. I think the hand motions and the gown was sort of what won the contest. Not so much my, uh, amazing voice, you know, who, who was, vo- who like voted, who made the decision? The kids. Oh, Okay. And the teachers gotcha. or whatever. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it was, I mean... It's it, all downhill from that point, right? But I, I only prepped for that for about 12 months. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just because you really liked watching Dick Tracy. So yeah. you just watched it over and over again. But you practiced the moves, obviously. I think I really wanted to perform that. Yeah. I, I wanted to perform, which was very unlike me. And then I had this great result. I won the contest. Yeah. You know, but then I never did anything else. And, and guess what? <laughs> you wanted more. <laughs> and um, I didn't tell anybody about it. It wasn't filmed. My parents didn't come. Like I, I put my gown in a plastic shopping bag and stuffed it in my backpack. It, it was weird. It was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like totally surprise you. Like a gorilla. <laughs> Not like a G-O, but G. Yeah, G-U. Yeah. U-E or whatever. So, um, but yeah, all that aside, what did, what did you 
What were you thinking about when you were uh, like kind of a little tyke? Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, the anxiety of that question, it's not like a ton of people ask me what I want it to be. And maybe if more had, then mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, I should have something ready to go for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, as a, um, on the Enneagram or whatever, right. as a nine, right? Um, you know, I'm one of these people who is willing to consider every option. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, it, because of that, like, and especially for an unbalanced nine, mm. if we want to get into Enneagrams on a different episode, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely could. Yes, I'm no, please. I'm no expert, but that might be fun. Um, you know, it, like unbalanced, like that can just lead you down a spiral of never coming to any conclusion and just right. spending all your time like researching each and every possibility that there could be. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else, uh, like, uh, uh can relate to that. But that's me. So I had really kind of no idea. I mean, as a kid, kid, maybe like stupid, normal stuff like a cowboy or a firefighter mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But um, there were some, there was definitely some formative activity yeah. that occurred at a certain point having to do with things that we've also discussed already, like the movie Rambo, First Blood. Part oh, right. Two. Right. Uh, getting to see that when I was too young to see that movie, um, like burned, like, I don't know, some sort of like survival action, like insanity, um, like desire into my, into my brain. Like I thought that was super cool. Right. Like cause Rambo was like this badass, like tough guy who could build all these snares and traps to like get people who were trying to get him, you know, or whatever. And uh, it's, it's a super weird thing, I think, like for a kid to be like that into. But, but you related to it in some way, like you felt like it was just something you wanted to know how to do or. I think I just thought it was cool. Yeah. I just liked it because like, you know, Rambo could do like cool shit. Right. Like, you know, shooting the um, compound compound bow with like the exploding right. tip arrows and then flying the helicopter. So it's like the, a lot of gear. Yeah, the 50 cal yeah. machine gun. All the gear. Yeah. You know. Right. And it's like, it's, it's so weird thinking about that now because it's like not like a like a role model necessarily <laughs> that is, is good or anything. Well, like, you know, Rambo's supposed to be this like PTSD Vietnam vet who gets yeah. like, you know. He's traumatized and he's like acting out and yeah. Yeah. Right. And goes to prison or whatever. Right. And then like in the second one, they come and get him for this special mission or whatever. But he's whatever. tough. He's a tough guy. He's like, tough, dude. You know, I, I, I understand that like um, appeal of a character like that. Like someone that just is like impervious to um, danger. Oh, yeah. You know, is like, I totally take care of myself. I don't need anybody else. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just like the shit. Because I know how to do everything. It's He's just, the best, man. I get that, you know. And no, I agree with you. It's not like a great role model for a kid. You know, it's confusing is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like killing a bunch of people. It's not like a right and wrong. Like, oh, this is a really easy. Clearly, he's the good guy or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um. So then did you, did you grow up thinking you're going to be in the military? Not really. I don't know if I really ever honestly like... Like committed to committed that. Committed to yeah. that. But mm-hmm. what I did commit to was dressing up in like fatigues and jungle boots. 
and uh, <laughs> you know, like getting a machete and you know probably headbands. And I do remember some black tank tops, <laughs> similar to <laughs> Ram- what Rambo wore, and right. maybe the second one or the right. third one or both. I don't remember for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, and patrolling in the backyard, like, and you know, cutting holes through brambles and like uh, <laughs> swimming in the fucking uh, you know irrigation canal and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so I think probably because of that, because I was so into that and because of that, I would do crazy stuff also like run around bare feet, barefooted in the snow and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. People were like, this kid's crazy, man. Like, and (laughs) he obviously is super into this. Like we should tell him that he should like join the military or something. Did people tell you that? Uh, I don't know. Not that many people. Maybe only one. It was mentioned a few times. And I think it was mentioned more like kind of joking. You know, it's funny. Uh, I didn't really like think about this until just hearing you uh, describe that. But, you know, like I loved Romancing the Stone. Oh, yeah. So Romancing the Stone combines sort of this like Indiana Jones sort of slash Rambo kind of character mm-hmm. who's a real wise ass like the guy from Midlighting. It like has it all. It really does have it all, you know. Yeah. I mean. Huh. Um, so it's funny because it's like, I think about that stuff and it's like, I probably would have thought that was super great if I had known you at the time. Uh, Rambo? No, I mean like, yeah, like your whole like machete and. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, uh, Michael and, Douglas yeah. in that thing is cruising around with a machete. Yeah. He's got the shotgun and stuff. Oh, yeah. Kills the snake. Right. Like he's know? all survivalist. Like he's tough, macho or whatever. Yeah. He's so, like a funny Rambo. When you think about that movie, do you think of. Like, do do you or did you think, like, I want to be, like, that Michael Douglas character? Or were you, like, the author lady? I definitely was not the author. I mean. (laughs) You were were Danny DeVito. (laughs) Except except Danny DeVito was double tall. Yeah, the opposite in height. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's funny. Like, I think back on those things and it's like, I definitely had a... um, you know, like a crust Hollywood crush or whatever you want to call it on Harrison Ford, right? And also uh, Michael Douglas too, and also uh, what's his name from Die Hard? Oh yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. So those from Moon Moonlighting. Yeah. Film. So those three were definitely like my like. Oh, I think this guy is attractive and the Holy Trinity, charming, and you know, like that's that's like, and they're all kind of funny. Oh yeah. So, um, but at the same time, I think I also sort of wanted to be them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you think about like the female, you know, like romantic interests in all those movies, there's also, I think, like a thing where it's like, well, yeah, but she's got such great clothes or like, you know, she's got this great hair or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. so I think it was kind of, for me, it was like sort of wanting to be both, but I would never, I would never just be like, oh, I want to be the damsel in distress that the hero rescues i mean i definitely yeah. didn't like that you obviously wanted more out of life <laughs> and boy did you get it <laughs> boy oh boy yeah so that was like the first thing that i really connected with as like uh you know this is what like i like doing and that led to cool stuff like probably hiking and yeah you know, like outdoors stuff outdoorsy yeah. shit like cutting down trees yeah. like i got like a flint you know thing to like 
figure out how to start fires with and never was able to do it successfully, but I'd go out there in the rain. Wow. And like try to, you know, like Most dedication. make a tinder bundle and, you know. Right. Useless. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Too bad we couldn't have spent that time together. I think we could have made a lot of big fires. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we could have really put our pyromania to some damage. Yeah, so from there, uh, you know, I kept like really only I can think of maybe one or two people who would ask me when I would see them, like, what do you want to be? Mm. And I, I still I've never had an answer for that or whatever. But so after that time, like, I don't know why, but there was like a thing with uh, some underwater welding school. <laughs> I remember that. In like Santa Barbara or yeah. something where you could go and learn how to be an underwater welder. Well, I don't know like if I came up with that or if somebody suggested it to me because I'm crazy well, or something. Well, fun fact, my oceanography teacher was an underwater wel- welder. Uh, yeah. He said it was one of the most dangerous jobs you could ever have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, like a lineman or something yeah. for like an electric company Even worse. or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way worse. Yeah. Like the highest risk occupations Pretty much. ever, like working on an oil rig or something like that. It's kind of like if you know how to scuba dive. Mining. And you've got construction experience, underwater welding might be for you. I mean, it's like really. <laughs> if you're insane. <laughs> you know, he was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, that, was, uh, that was another possibility or whatever. And then, I don't know, my thing has been like a, a weird string of, as you as you can imagine from somebody who doesn't have a clear idea of what they want to do, didn't when they were a kid and hasn't ever uh, really, um, yeah. still. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of, like a long string of different things that I've done. Yeah. So what was your first job? <sighs> Being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Being, uh, let's see, yeah, so first, actually my first job I did was uh, like mowing lawns. Yeah. I had a little lawn mowing business. Um, that was great. Uh, I mowed lawns like in my grandparents' neighborhood and it'd be like I'd mow a lawn like like two or three lawns every week or every two weeks and get like 30 or 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like 12 or right. 13 or something and I can ride my bike over there mow the lawns because the mower is there and get paid and like just have this money. Right. I think with almost no direction as far as like what I was supposed to do with it. So candy (laughs) 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 and maybe some more jungle boots or another machete or something. I don't know. Depending on the time frame. Right. A scuba mask. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So that and then, you know, working at my parents shop, like I was, doing like basic service work and putting together motorcycles and ATVs Mm -hmm. doing that, uh, playing lots of soccer, you know, maybe I could have been a professional soccer player or whatever. That was definitely like, uh, at at one point I was like, I want to play soccer. Yeah. Did you think about that? I thought about playing soccer in college. I'm sure I was not good enough to play like, you know, beyond that, but that was a consideration at one point and a dream that died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somewhere around the, the tender age of 18 or 19 yeah. or something when I realized that that wasn't going to work out. Um, yeah, and then so from there, 
uh, I got a job at the local newspaper. Right. As a intern, uh, right. new, uh, editorial intern. So I was like writing, um, like little, little stories every once in a while, but mostly like obituaries and the police <laughs> log. I don't know. We might've talked about this already. I want to go into too much detail. Well, this is like about the time I met you and I actually thought that you were a journalist Yeah, and you're going to have a journalism degree. Well, that's what, because I didn't know. Right. What I wanted to do, it right. was like, so my friend uh, was working at the um, the college newspaper, mm-hmm. and I, st- I was starting to go to college, and I got into that journalism class, and then he was like, well, also the newspaper is hiring. Right. They want, they want another uh, news intern, and so I interviewed for that job and got that job and, you know, started doing it. So at that point, I was like, well, I guess this is something I can do. Yeah. Like, and I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, it's funny because, like, when I started going to Shasta College, that was one of the things I put on my possible majors was journalism. But um, I think that was heavily influenced by my high school boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And then when I really got into what journalism actually is, like, I read the definition of it in the college catalog. I was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I had a, I had a, a mixed uh, relationship with with doing that like yeah. I it was a g- really good job I learned a ton I had like really uh uh like people who said things to me and helped me do things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise I right. think or that I would have learned much later like getting on the phone and like calling up a family of somebody who died to like verify information <laughs> yeah that was intense that was really hard for you or like calling up a local uh, uh funeral home and like, you know, kind of doing the same thing, grilling right. them for details. And I'm like 16 or 17 or whatever. And I'm talking to some, you know, uh, some like 60 year old who's been, you know, huffing embalming fluid or something <laughs> like that for 30 years, you know, and like trying to verify information with them. And they're like, who the hell is this? You know? Right. Um, get off my lawn. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was, that was wild. That was, that was, uh. Yeah, I, I guess at some point I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but I just kept doing it. Yeah, because it was a good job. Yeah, because it was a good job and, you know, I was making money and it gave me like some responsibility, I guess, and some ability to like buy sandwiches. <laughs> the gas station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, to go to the gas and sip and get a, a fruit pie and a mocha. <laughs> <laughs> and I met, you know, some people that I'm still friends with. Uh, yeah you know today yeah. and stuff which right. is awesome um and uh you know a good friend that i made through there like bought me a 12 pack of beer one time when I, when I asked him to you know to go go up to the um the lake by the mountains oh yes and have a time dang i must have that? that did we do that together? yeah no you were there oh that was when you said i put my head in the fire oh yes i remember that yeah. You did put your head in the fire. No, I don't do that. <laughs> that was your perspective, not mine. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know me. I like to make up stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, All through that time, you know, I was also playing music mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I guess at some point I got, I thought I was going to get more serious about that. Yeah. Did you ever consider like being a professional musician? Yeah. 
Okay. Remember when I wanted to like try to go to like uh, a music school? Oh, that's right. I wanted yes. to go to Berkeley or something like that. Yeah. Like I, the music one. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that just comes from a lack of like understanding what your resources are around you or how to how to take the easy route to yeah. that, to getting that done. Right. Um, I think both of us, we really had these lofty goals for college that were unreachable and we just didn't know they were unreachable. Like it's just like a kid thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And we weren't being guided really to do the practical thing, which would be like, well, take all these music courses at Shasta college, which is right here, which you're going to anyway. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) See if you actually like it, you know, and then like maybe you would even have credits like you could transfer to a state or a, you see, you know, school or whatever, but no, it was like, I think we just super intense. I think we had a, um, idea that going to a school like that, like the Berkeley conservatory or whatever was a ticket out and it is. And I think we just missed the boat on other tickets that could have been a way out. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I thought for a while you, you were going to be a professional musician possibly. I, I actually, still think you could be a professional musician but i digress (laughs) (laughs) i know you tell me that a lot and one of these days i'm just gonna start doing it man i mean i got my practice pad oh back like that's (laughs) that's so silly that's another problem i can't decide if i want to play piano (laughs) drums guitar or bass or uh, the accordion or the organ or the 707 or the 707 yeah I've got, but I've got them all. And, yeah, you have everything. Like you have every instrument under the sun except for drums. But you used to have drums. Yeah. So if you want to have a band, uh, hit us up on the <laughs> DMs or whatever. Uh, yeah. Because I got it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could put together a studio. I got a practice pad. <laughs> <laughs> the practice pad is like, guitar. is like the least interesting. I know. That's yeah. What, that was the joke. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see from there. What, 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 what? Uh, Oh, yeah. So I decided I wanted to go back to school. Yeah. Uh, There was some sort of like uh, accelerated program. First you fried chicken and KFC. I fried lots of chicken. Okay. Then. was a great cook. Then you went back to school. Went back to school when we got back to Reading uh, as part of like an accelerated program to like get your degree or get your transfer degree in like a really short amount of time. That was intense. Almost killed me. Yeah. Um, That was stressful Uh, because working full time and doing that. Well, and we had a baby. Having having the baby (laughs) was kind of gnarly. And then uh, so. Oh, but you were a very good student. As I recall. Oh, yes. I will accept nothing less than an A. Um, <laughs> probably if you did check my DNA, I would be like Korean or something. <laughs> Except I'm my own parent. I'm my own Korean parent. Uh, but I never, yeah. Because I didn't check my DNA, I just never got that. Mm. So... Yeah, as part of that program, go back to school, I took like a marketing class and I took like a intro to business class and economics, I think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like this business thing. Right. This is cool. This exposed me to the, the idea of like just trying to make a business and make some money. Right. 
And so part of that was like, I was like, well, I got to learn how to sell stuff. And so I went, uh, I stopped working at the paper for the second time Mm -hmm. because I got another job at the paper after we moved back here, as we might have covered before. Um, And uh, went to work for my parents. But this time, instead of like changing oil, it was like selling motorcycles, doing paperwork, got my insurance license, started selling insurance. Started mm-hmm. selling like w- extended warranties and stuff right. like that, and different kinds of like finance and insurance products. Yep. Um, that uh, turned into eventually not doing that anymore, and then working like as a kind of executive or office assistant at a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Which then became like a construction worker job, which then became like a barista so bizarre. job. The arc of that job which was then really became strange. No job, unemployment, unemployment type mm-hmm. of job, and then and that's a job in and of itself. Just FYI, if you're like oh, yeah. on unemployment, you have to constantly work to get unemployment. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they want you to look for work, and you're supposed to do that, which I was doing. Yeah, anyway. but I mean, just getting the unemployment, but just getting paid. <laughs> so ridiculous like you're supposed to like yeah that was great burned through some savings there um and then i got a gig working at uh, shasta county as an eligibility worker determining benefits for for people for various welfare programs um and then i wanted to get out of that so i went to work in contracts for the county yeah and then I wanted to get out of that, so, <laughs> so I got the job that I actually currently have right now for doing customer support for a software company. Right. So the end. Would you say that you have a career? I'd say that, like my career is like changing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cur- I'm a serial. Job changer yeah. career. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have a career. I, I think I feel like the job I have right now is like the best job I've ever had, and maybe the For best sure. job I'll ever get. In, in a, <laughs> That's in possible. A way. Um, and I love it. I love the people that I work with. It's like the first time I've worked at a place where I don't have. There aren't like annoying people. Like right. Everybody's <laughs> super nice and cool and awesome. Right. And like you would want to hang out with them. I work remotely, so I don't get to hang out with them. Yeah, that's the other thing is you don't actually have to deal with anyone. I mean, except for in meetings or whatever. Yeah. But when you do see them remotely, they're cool. They're awesome. So, yeah, and I'm really I'm really happy that you got that, that job. But, again, it's like you don't start out in life going, I'm going to be a customer support specialist. I mean, that's not like a dream. Yeah. And it's not like a career where you're like, that's my end point. You know, and I mean, I mean, I think it is for for some people. Maybe or so. Could be. Maybe so. Like it's more of a viable career now than it ever has been, because it's such an important part of like a software company, for instance. Well, I feel like though, as far as career paths are concerned, and the influence that schools and colleges, you know, have on what you think about as far as your career, they're not necessarily putting practical jobs like that out there as like this is what you should shoot for Mm -hmm. you know it's it's always been a little more lofty than that 
Yeah. yeah. You know? And so I, I, I do think that's changing, but I think for like, you know, the era we grew up in, uh, it might have been a little bit of a different story. But, um, yeah. And the, like, you know, there's some good things about the era that we grew up in too, because like for me, for instance, like with computers and stuff, like I got to actually like work on like old shitty DOS yeah. computers and stuff like, and do weird bulletin board system, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. surfing and like, you know, like pre-internet stuff. Right. And so I feel like that like sort of equipped me not necessarily with like technical chops that like really help in my position, but just like not being intimidated by learning some new computer thing. Yeah. Like I like that. I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I grew up with, um, you know, a computer. I had my first computer when I was three. Like I've just always had a computer. And so I've just kind of done this weird adapting to whatever is happening you know, on the computer. Not to say that I'm some kind of a coder, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's always been like there, and um, I'm I'm thankful for that now. Totally. Yeah, but um, yeah, and it's funny because like I really was married to the idea of having a career. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were married to me. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like, um. I yeah. So you thought you were gonna be like a sort of like a uh, bounty hunter or a uh, like treasure hunter slash romance novelist <laughs> slash whip, no. whip wielding. No. What so what? What did you think you were gonna do? Uh, what was next on the list for you? Well, I mean, after you the... certainly didn't stop at a stone romancer. No, no, no. That was just a. That was just a dream. Um, well, after, you know, like I gave up on the singing, uh, Maria Elegy, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big one. You had a love for the earth, as I recall. Yeah, I was big time into like environmental science and like um, yeah. protecting the earth and ecology. and right. Yeah. And then I, and I was really, really into the idea of marine biology. I really loved the ocean. I really loved all of the ocean ecosystem the tide pools oh yeah the shells and then i realized i have an insane fear of sharks mm-hmm. and also open water uh-huh. and once i kind of wrapped my head around that and realized that i was never really going to be able to get my scuba license unless i went through some really intense psychological therapy <laughs> i I had electroshock therapy or something. (laughs) I had to give it up. I was like, I just realized that I wasn't Jacques Cousteau and, you know. That's kind of silly, though, because you could still be a marine biologist, I'm sure, without having to, like, scuba dive. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's mostly data collection. Uh, I think I wanted the romanticized National Geographic version of that Ah. job. And once I found out what it was really all about, I was like, that's really dry. Yeah, 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 you know, totally. Um, yeah, it's like the reality of the situation. Yeah, the reality. You were approaching it from like a theatrical, uh, yes, uh, standpoint. Like somebody else we know yes. tends to approach things. <laughs> Many yes. people that yeah. we know, but one that I'm in particular that I'm thinking of. So after that, that I had to kind of let that go. I was kind of sad, uh, honestly. I was really invested in it, but the other thing I realized was that I wasn't actually good enough at math to have a job like that where like a yeah. science 
a scientist mm. job. Right. Um, and that was about the time I started to realize I also was not a genius. Um, even though I had been told that. Despite years of programming. Yes. That was also disappointing. And then on top of it all, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with a group of people in high school that made me feel like a complete idiot. Whoa. So, uh, you know, fun. I really was kind of like, wow, I, I, I thought I could do all these things and, and maybe I can't. Um, I had a, I had a stint of really wanting to be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I We've wanted, talked about that. The high power yeah. Wall Street attorney, Robin, Robin Banks. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, driving her <laughs> Infinity Q45. Yes. Wearing her Calvin Klein wool coat. Hell yeah. I mean, busting I, balls. I had a whole life planned out there. I was going to yeah. live in New York. I was going to be a lawyer. And um, looking back on it and thinking about who I am now, yeah, I actually probably could have been a lawyer. Sure. I mean, I think I have enough brain power to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a genius, but there's a lot of non-genius lawyers out there, right? <laughs> I guess. So, I <laughs> well. All the lawyers I know are geniuses. I, I was on a jury with a lawyer that was definitely not, not a genius. genius. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there could have been something there. and uh, But that's You're a lot of school. You're highly disagreeable. I am so disagreeable. And that is a like a dead-on trait <laughs> for a, a lawyer. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I got the personality yeah. for it for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You will interrupt. You'll call somebody out on their <laughs> shit. You will not agree if you don't agree just that's to right. go along. That's right. Um, yeah, highly disagreeable is how I would describe you. Oh, in thanks, the most babe. Lo- <laughs> in the most loving way possible. Though. Oh, thank you. And I'm sure in the most sexy way possible, too, because, oh, yeah. you know, you don't want to not be sexy. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want it all to be sexy. <laughs> like, uh, usher. I'm, I'm basically usher. So I kind of... Um, really kind of screwed myself on the career path thing because I left high school early and um, I didn't do the Ivy League, you know, dream that I had. Um, You didn't go to law school. I did not go to law school. I did not go to Harvard. I didn't even try. So I just said, fuck it. (laughs) I'll just go to uh, community college. And for a stint there, I kind of played around with like being homeless and um, Whoa. you know, being a poet and um, homeless poet, homeless poet that is like not the you know, typical career path on the road with Jack Kerouac, you know. Uh huh. Um, and then I was like, okay, no. <laughs> so I kind of I went to the extremes: a yeah. lawyer to homeless poet. You know what I mean? You wrote? Did you write a lot of poetry? I did. Was it good? Well, that's pretty subjective. I mean, I wrote a lot of poetry when I was like eight. I wrote like gobs of poetry. Really? Yeah. I wrote so much poetry. There's like some huge binder full of it somewhere. Oh my God. And then I kind of let go of that. And then I did that again in high school. Yeah. Um, But I think most of it's gone. (laughs) I mean, there might have been a couple good ones in there, but. No, you've written me some cool stuff. Yeah. So. Um, that I've liked. Uh, yeah, it's just funny because I never knew that you actually thought like, oh, I want to be a poet. I thought like, about it. That is the worst 
Isn't it? Career. Isn't it? I like homeless poet, though. Well, I knew. I could just picture like <laughs> I mean, the, I knew. The, the homeless poet <laughs> at the like high school, like whatever <laughs> career fair. Right. You know, the ho- yeah. homeless poet booth. Right. Just a dude like passed out there, like with a joint hanging out of his <laughs> lips or something. who hasn't taken a shower for three weeks. And he's got a bunch of crumpled up papers. Yeah. And it's like, here, read my poetry. Has, yeah. Crumpled up uh, papers <laughs> in a garbage bag. Yeah. Like a, a lawn <laughs> bag, 50 gallon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew enough to know that's where you go as a poet. So um, from there, I was just like, all right, I got to go to college. I'm out of high school. Um, you got to get your shit together, man. I'm going to get my shit together. You're and highly disagreeable. Yeah, that's never changed. Um, my mom was like, you got to take a computer class. I was like, what the fuck do I need a computer class for? She's like, you got to have a career. I'm like, I already know how to use a computer, dude. Like. Uh, she's like, no, no, you gotta learn how to do spreadsheets. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, I went. Uh, yeah, I did that for her. Uh-huh. I did one class for her. Yeah. And um, I skipped it as many times as I could without failing it. And then um, uh, the rest of it was like art classes, you know, and like English, and, ceramics. Oh, big time ceramics. Hell and so yeah. I was like, I can take so many art classes here, like. This is the shit because, you know, I had so few art classes in school growing up because they cut all the art classes. So I was like, I want to do art. Yeah. And I, I spent a lot of time doing that kind of stuff on my free time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. So I at some point was like, I'm going to be an art major. Yeah. So I did all of that. I really enjoyed it. I realized in the process that I was not a great artist. Yeah. And that I was not again. People keep reminding me of this. You're not a genius. I got it. So um, I knew I was going to be like, you know, making my living like in galleries, you know, like having my work hung in galleries in New York or something. Right. That's a weird thing to sort of throw the towel in on, though, if you really like it, because like you could just sell your work. Not in the 90s, though. Oh, you couldn't. Yeah, it was much harder. No. You had to like open a gallery or something. I mean, you right? had to know somebody. You had to like, yeah. you know, spend a thousand dollars getting you didn't prints know made. Nobody, <laughs> anybody, yeah. I know anything. Like to me, the idea of selling art, finding someone that cared about your art was an unreachable thing. What happened when you would go to like the school counselor, uh, whatever the counseling appointment for like your. Um, school oh like at the college like for my major yeah would they give you any <laughs> advice or they're just like uh what, is, what are you doing you're taking all these art classes i guess you're gonna go you're gonna be an artist well i mean it started out like are you gonna transfer mm-hmm. i was like to where you know i mean like i went in with nothing so like no guidance no and my parents were completely checked out so like uh-huh. they're like are you gonna transfer to a state university and i was like a what <laughs> what are those <laughs> transfer transfer is what what are you talking about mm-hmm. i mean like that's how it started so i didn't know what i was doing i just registered myself for stuff and i was like this sounds like fun i mean like i didn't have a plan at and all your mom would just give you a check or something yeah. to like pay for the registration she wanted me to be a welder she wanted me to get a welding certificate because she was like you're going to be a homeless person <laughs> i was like um I'm not taking welding. <sighs> I wonder if she actually thought you were going to be a homeless person or if that was just some bullshit no. to like get you to do things. So I left. she must be stoked now. I left. 
<laughs> I wish I could say that. Um, yeah. Because you haven't even been homeless one time. Not one time. Showed That's her. Amazing. I really showed her. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah. So anyway, all all said, I loved art. I I like under. I got to understand the college system. I got a handle on it. I overcame my math challenges. <laughs> Took me With to some help from me. Oh yeah, as thanks. I <laughs> thanks for that. Some top notch tutoring. As I recall, I failed the semester that you tutored me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You hear that? <laughs> and I had to retake it. Um, That's the genius teacher that I am. <laughs> you you sailed right through that, and I was like, damn it. Just making you feel like an idiot. Probably. Oh, one hundred percent. Yep. And then, um, so I, I went through all the art classes and I started to think about, well, what do I really want to do with all this? You know, I can't paint, I can't draw. I, I, I love to do collage, but what is that going to do for me as a job? Yeah. You like to kill, uh, like ladybugs <laughs> and stuff, different, different, like <laughs> as far as we know, hopefully non-sentient, uh, animals. Well, I liked to make strange, bad art. That yeah. only I was excited about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sometimes I used garbage and or dead bugs. Yeah. I'm sorry if you don't like that. Uh, plywood and spam. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, there was a very risque one with a uh, ostrich feather. That had the ladybugs on it, As dude. As I recall. Oh, that, that, was, that had both of them? So, uh, like a peacock feather, uh-huh. you know, stuck in the middle of this board. And with dead ladybugs on one side and broken glass on the other side. And everybody said it was all about vaginas. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Boy, man. What, so what were you thinking? Do you remember what you were thinking? I mean, I wasn't thinking anything other than like, I'm just trying to make this interesting with colors and texture. Yeah. So there wasn't a higher concept no. to it. That means the truth really came out that you really wanted to smash <laughs> windows and you wanted I wanted to be all about pussies all the time. Yeah. And killing bugs. So uh, yeah, this You're is cool, a, man. This is a short story long. In the end, I decided that I had to let go of painting and all that stuff. Um, and I decided to take photography mm. and I mean, like, photography is something I guess I'd always followed because of reading fashion magazines. But I didn't really think about it as photography. Like, I just looked at it as, like, fashion. And it never entered my mind that, like, there was a photographer behind those images. It's just pictures of clothes, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I took photography and um, I loved it. Yeah. I was super into it. I had a great teacher, Mm -hmm. Sue. She was, uh, she actually worked with Ansel Adams. Yeah, she was she was awesome. She was awesome. She let me do Did whatever. All this crazy rodeo photography was yeah. really supportive of you experimenting with like different methods of whatever yeah. the hell you were doing. She let me do whatever I want, which yeah. I loved. Mm-hmm. And so I I loved just going in that dark room lab for like four or five hours at a time, and just that that was I could have been in there for eight hours at a time. Like I was just super into it, and um. I realized in that process, I didn't like to take pictures of people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like there was interesting things that kind of came out of doing that. And, um, I, that was what I decided I wanted to get my bachelor's degree in. Yeah. So So, you finally had some like career direction. I had, that was what I wanted my career to be was in photography. Photography. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember like you were looking at the different schools that you could transfer to from, 
you know, whatever community college. Um, yeah. And there were a few that were, you know, possibilities like you, uh, Hayward. Yeah. I think, and like Fuller or not Fullerton. Yeah. Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. And I had already gone through the whole, like, I'm going to go to California college of the arts and all that, you know, like private university stuff and yeah. couldn't figure it out and was just totally lost. And, um, yeah. And then basically totally dropped the ball. I just, you know, I folded, I didn't transfer. I didn't complete my degree. <laughs> I didn't complete my career path. Mm-hmm. You know, we got married and we had kids. Yeah. And actually, the funny thing about all of that is that my my photography teacher actually called me up and begged me not to get married. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you're so mean and such a bad friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand why she did that now. Yeah, totally. Because you were, what, 18? Yeah. Yeah. And so, she must have seen some potential. Yeah. And so I... I actually commend her now for doing that, but yeah, that, I'm sure at the it was time not it a felt comfortable call it, to try to make. It felt hurtful at the time, but yeah. yeah, I get it now. Now, so that also somehow led to like uh, working at like the arts council. Yeah, so my the connections yeah. there, like maybe you entered a photo in a contest and then you won something, so you got kind of on the radar. Actually, I worked there before that. Oh, you did. I actually got that job through the college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I um. Yeah, so I used my art degree. You were an intern, too, or something? Yeah, I was an intern, yeah. Damn, dude, a couple of interns. I know, we were like hot shit for five minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but you know, like, honestly, like, if I really think about who do I want to be, Yeah. you know, if I'm really going to be honest about that, like, that really has, like, um, nothing to do (laughs) with all of this stuff. Yeah. That I've done. Uh-huh. So who do you want to be today? Right. I mean, like, I've done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, when it comes right down to it, I want to be somebody who's, like, creative. I have the freedom to, like, pick and choose what I want to do. I don't really want to answer to somebody else. Yeah. Um, And the thing that I find the most, like, fun and satisfying is just, like, you know, doing a project that is it is artistic it means something it has a personal meaning yeah and seeing how it comes out and there is Mm. something about that that's sort of like photography yeah and like photography like plays into the kind of creative you know plays heavily into the kind of creative things that you have done in the last like four or five years yeah things that you know that you would probably want to like expand on and continue yeah, and I think I I, I, fa- I finally found my strength, which is like the director, the director, <laughs> producer, the project manager. Yeah, um, and like that's creative okay. director. Yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't have to be the artist. I don't have to be the talent. Yeah. The singer, you know, is like my way of sort of being in that world without um <laughs> without all the lessons I should have received. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, but I mean, that's part of like us doing this. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, this is just a f- like a creative outlet. It's a creative to, outlet and to like talk about stuff that maybe we haven't talked about for a long time or wouldn't otherwise or whatever. And really, I think what we want to do, right, is just do whatever we want. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, it's still so nonspecific, man. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to do today? Yeah, what do I want to do today? Yeah. Well, I want to, I mean, like seriously, like every day I go back and forth between like, oh, well, maybe I should just like try to do music. Uh-huh. Like do that. Yeah. And then I think about like I love comedy or whatever. Right. But it's like I'm 40, dude. So what am I gonna start trying to do comedy now? You could. I mean, are, okay. we are trying to do comedy now. That's uh, what yeah, this well, is. Yeah. I mean, it says so right on Apple Podcasts, comedy podcast. That's right, right baby. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys are <laughs> laughing your asses off. Uh, you've probably turned off the recording. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Not, nobody's listening to oh, this. Uh, this is going out into the black hole. Um, yeah, no, just joking. I know that we're super famous and special. Um, yeah, so what do I want to be today? So I want to do kind of like kind of similar to what you're saying. Yeah, like I want to do like creative things. Um, I mean, I love, uh, like I was saying, like comedy and stuff. Like I also, I guess, like to write. But I, liking to write is, like, the wrong way to say it. It is. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't know. I'm sure there are people who like to write, who really, like, enjoy that process, but it's, like, really excruciating for me. Yeah, it's excruciating for me to watch you write, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you're watching me, like, revise the same oh, sentence, God. like, six times in yep. a row or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! Like you have no idea. Well, you have oh, more idea no. than anybody else, I but do. of what goes on in my head when I'm trying to like compose something or I, whatever. I know I'm a real sloppy Constant writer. Revision. Like I'm a sloppy everything. Like I, I just like you know I have an idea. I'm just like, Bleh. okay, I'm yeah. done. You know, and and if I really care about it, like I'll revise it. Or if I'm getting paid, I'll revise it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. But for you, you're like. You're like revising texts. I'm like, wow, like that's commitment, oh, man. Yeah, dude, it's got to be just right. Make sure I get that punctuation right. I'm like, I still screw it up. I mean, that's one one thing that like the last few jobs that I've had has been really good for me. Especially the one I have right now is like I have been forced to get better at Deliver. just like delivering, just yeah. like shipping yeah. the thing, like right. write it. Yeah, you know. Like, okay, read it over once to check for typos and yeah. then send, send the fucking thing. Right. Like, quit vacillating over it. That's been really good, and I'm hoping that, that like, carries over into my illustrious career that I'll have <laughs> any day now writing the comedy or for a show or something like that in well, the Hollywood of the North State, writing California. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I... I guess, like, if I'm going to say something, I want to be a comedian or some sort of person hey. who does something funny or, like, write, hey. writes something. I like I that. I guess I'm doing it, so I win. You did it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the idea, I think the idea of going to school for a career and having a career path that you do your entire life until you stop is, like, um, old-fashioned. Yeah. And is going to go the way of the dodo. Like, I don't, that's like a factory thing. That's like um, the 20th century. Yeah, they just want us to be part of their system, man. Yeah, and not like, me, we're man. We're not a part of the system anymore. Um, <laughs> so no, but if, I mean, really, like I think everybody's got going to have, it's going to become the norm to just have like a side hustle and a side side hustle 
and uh you know this job i do yeah. part-time and this you know i just don't i just don't see this like i worked in you know manufacturing for 45 years and i yeah. retired with my wonderful retirement package i mean that is interesting like yeah. thinking about that like we're in this weird time between when like i mean even just our parents you know, could have or did have like just factory jobs. Right. Like you just, you just work at the factory. Well, my dad worked at a factory. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, so between that time and like, you know, when the robots take over or when like technology reaches such a point to where we don't, we don't have, there isn't scarcity for the stuff that we need and we can just like focus on, well, I am going to learn how to play this thing on the guitar and I'm right. going to play the guitar the best right. or something like that, you know, and just like focus on that without worrying about eating yeah, <laughs> and, bills. and a place to sleep and yeah. bills and stuff like right. that. So we're in this weird like time where that's like shifting. I think there's, and we're yeah. going through like, you know, harder and easier times of that shift. I think we, we have kind of got, we've kind of lived through a strange time. I mean, it continues to be strange. And we are like one foot in the old and one foot in the new. Yeah, one foot um, in the grave. <laughs> and I don't know. So um, have you heard about my new book I'm going to write? That's what I was going to ask you. I, I was going to say if you were to write another book, since you are a famous, uh, <laughs> world-famous so published author, in addition to being a podcaster, comedian, and producer, and director, oh. and creative director. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what you would call your other book well, if you were to write one today. Today? Yeah. Yeah. My book would be called I'm the Worst. I'm the Worst, but you're the best. <laughs> you're my babe. Oh, thanks, babe. Um, yeah. Well, sometimes when you're the best, everybody feels like you're the worst. Ah, uh, yeah. So part of that being... The director is sometimes telling people no or that you want things done a certain way. That's where that disagreeable uh, Q45 (laughs) driving hair up in a tight bun Uh wearing uh, mega bitch Uh uh, lawyer can like really flex, man. That's right. Flex them wings. And as much as everybody loves to get things done and, you know, like they don't necessarily... want to hear it directly yeah yeah even if you do a wonderful job at delivering the news or delivering the product or yeah hitting the deadline yes you know people <laughs> are like oh she's the worst she's yeah. just all that work yeah. and um too, too serious man so serious <laughs> no fun you're so just, you're just the axe man man so what about you? What's your book going to be called? My book, since I'm also a famous, you are famous published author. You have made so, so many more dollars than me with your book, just FYI. <laughs> but yes, your next book. Yeah, my next book will be called I Hate Starting. <laughs> uh, and that's just, I guess, like a riff on the fact that even though I do all these different things, like yeah. I, it's really hard for me to get started on the next one or the thing that maybe I should be doing. Right. Like, you know, uh, okay, it's time to write this thing. All right, well, I'll sit down and practice drum rudiments for in like a very <laughs> structured, you know, way for like 30 minutes straight or uh-huh. an hour straight. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think they call that uh, procrastination. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, and it's something that uh, can be common in people that have certain, you know, ailments, mm. as mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I hate starting and you're the worst. Hey, I like it. And here I've spent all this time thinking you're the best. <laughs> and I already made that joke. <laughs> so on that note, babe, I love you, babe. Love you too, babe. Babe, babe, babe. <laughs>